Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, the host and Little Bird Mama over here, the CEO. And so for today only, it's the Lisa Show. So <laughs> welcome back, Lisa Wilding Brown. Hey, lady. How are you? Good to see you. <laughs> so uh, truth alert, we've been laughing for the last half an hour talking yes. about other things, but we really are going to do a podcast here. <laughs> it <promise>. kills us. <laughs> so let's start with the mic drop. So January 20th, um, my good friend, Lisa Wilding Brown, who is the CEO of Innovate MR, dropped some news. And that news was an announcement of some private equity with CIVC out of Chicago. So Lisa, tell us about the news. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been a very exciting time over here at Innovate. You know, I was appointed to CEO in September, although arguably I've been doing that job for a long while, having been here since the beginning, uh, but was made official on September 1st. And uh, it's just been a really great journey, great ride since that date. Um, went out and really started meeting with a lot of different private equity companies, exploring that that space. I mean, I've been involved in, in fundraising in, in my past life at a, a previous company, but never as a CEO, right? I was always more in a supportive role, having managed panel and, and, and mobile research for, for my previous company, USAMP. And so this was a different experience going out to the private equity world and uh, learning, learning so much about that industry and, and meeting some folks that I thought really would be a great fit and others not so much. And I think that's the big takeaway when you are looking to, to raise investment is take your time and find the right partner. And I think we've really done that in CIVC. They're a terrific company, terrific group of folks um, that are already adding a tremendous amount of value to our business. So we're really, really excited about the news, Priscilla. It's, it's exciting. It's going to fuel a lot of growth for the business and really help take our, our company to the next level. So I'm a different person than I was before this journey. I have changed dramatically. And yet, uh, and yet, in, I in still many love ways. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel, uh, you know, I think it's just, a, it's an incredible experience in many ways, it felt like going into Shark Tank, presenting to all these different private equity firms, but it was a real and amazing process. And, and going through that due diligence process, let me tell you, they're very diligent. <laughs> um, and, and we learned a lot of new things about our business. And we thought, hey, we know everything there is, but they've really helped us to see um, different angles. And, and we've been uh, meeting with them pretty consistently and talking about how to, how to fuel that growth and, and we're hiring for a number of different roles, which I'm really excited about. Um, we're looking to get some some additional talent into the Innovate team and, and continue to grow the, the team. We've got about 160 employees now, so we're growing quickly and going to be really doing a lot of investment in our panel. Uh, so Sandy, Casey, and the team just recently released an updated refresh look on our panel site. We've got some new game mechanics employed that are really going to help to drive engagement and extended tenure. So we're really excited about that development. And then of course, we're going to continue to, to invest in um, our vision suite. So that is our, our self-serve DIY platform that clients can log into, program their surveys, leverage our fraud mitigation tools, and buy sample directly without any intervention from our team. Of course, we're here if, if they need support. And I think that's one aspect of DIY that a lot of other companies are missing is that there's a component of DIT, do it together. 
it's difficult, I think, to, to take on any new platform and learn that that platform inside and out. And so we really believe in that philosophy of supporting clients as they transition into a more autonomous environment for their research needs. So those are kind of at a high level, a lot of the things that we're going to be working on this year. But the team team did a fantastic job in Q4. We had a record-breaking Q4 uh, incredibly uh, busy, but it was one of those Q4s where, you know, everything felt really calm too. Uh, and that's unusual. If you've been in the research space during Q4, typically it's a very intense time. And this was no exception, but I felt like for the first time as a business, we really had just this sort of new um, kind of energy and excitement that we hadn't experienced before. It was just a different climate, if you will. And it really, I think, helped to fuel us uh, to, to achieve great things in, in 21 and, and certainly really looking forward to what we accomplished in 22. Well, I would also add that, you know, you mentioned that you had been pretty much acting as CEO for a long time. And I do think the recognition is super important. And so maybe that, you know, lent some to your team. I'm going to read into that some, you know, they know you're at the helm and now you're recognized as being at the helm. And I think that matters for people. But one thing that you and I have in common besides oh, so many things <laughs> is our deep love of women in research. And um, WIRE has been um, uh, a group that has been of tremendous value to both of us. And I know as you started going through private equity, you know, that the cool thing is, is that there are people within that wire exec group who can help. But what I'm super excited about is, you know, first of all, we're besties. And so therefore I'm going to learn everything you just learned. Um, (laughs) And that's one thing I just love to point out in this podcast and why you keep coming on this podcast is because you are so willing to share your experience. And that is really hard to come by in a lot of industries. You know, people wonder, how did you become the CEO? How did you go about doing private equity? How do you go about growing and scaling a team? And these are things that you're willing to talk about. So I have a few other questions about where Innovate MR is going, but let's talk a little bit about that. How, you know, as women or just as professionals, how we share knowledge, you know, in a way that enriches this industry. So what kinds of things would you say from your experience now going through private equity that you wish people understood or that you wish you understood Mm -hmm. before the process? Well, I would love to, I would have loved to have a playbook or an instructional guide. I probably should have done some more research on, you know, what to expect. That's it's a very interesting journey and you learn a lot about yourself as you go through that, that process. And I would say as a CEO, one of the most important things for your success is to surround yourself with incredible talent, your top table, the folks that sit on your executive team are incredibly important and truly invaluable to your business and to your success at at the helm of the, of the business. And so I I've learned that very early on um, that I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. I don't need to know everything about the business inside and out. Although I do know a lot because I've been here since the beginning, but I, I think as uh, to be an effective CEO, you really need to surround yourself with top talent. And, and I, I have an incredible executive team. And one of the first things I did when I became CEO is I looked at the composition of our executive team and I felt like there were some people that were missing at that table that needed to be there. And so we, we changed things up and, and our executive team is 50-50 male-female. Uh, and it's really, it's been game changing for us now that we've invited some other folks to that table. 
Um, they're getting more exposure to the inner workings of the business and vice versa. And there's a wonderful collaborative effort that's taking place and a shared vision on what our goals are. And so we've spent a lot of time goal planning, developing our KPI framework, really coming to an alignment on what's what's important for our future. And it's it's I think a lot of times leaders underestimate the power and value of that type of strategic planning, but it is so critical, Priscilla. It's so important to get everyone aligned. So I would say that's that's something that um, has been a big learning for me as I've you know matured in this role, even though it's been a few short months. Uh, in terms of kind of navigating the private equity world, I mean, the first thing you got to do is find yourself a really great investment banker. And we, we chose Capstone Partners uh, to, to represent us there. Think of them as sort of the matchmaker between your business and the private equity world. And they were fantastic. So hi to a meet and team if they're listening in, because they were really, really great for, for Innovate, gave us a lot of wonderful advice and guidance. And, and I think did a great job of representing Innovate as they, they went out to the private equity world and looked to find the right partner, not just a partner, but the right partner that really aligns with our culture, our philosophies around people management and the digital sector in general. And uh, we, we met a lot of folks, a lot of folks through that process. Uh, but I really could not be more thrilled that uh, we have partnered with CIBC. They just align uh, and tick so many boxes for us. Mm, I, I, you know, the thing is, what I hear in that is that you didn't go it alone. And that's so important for so many people to hear. You know, we have the best understanding that we can have about our own business, but inevitably you hire strategists and they come beside you and they, they help you see something about your baby that you were willing to look at. We're really understanding. And, and in, even if it, you were willing to, it was just something that didn't occur to you. And mm-hmm. I just think that outside perspective is, is super helpful. And I love that you're so willing to share that, that, you know, you don't go it alone. You have a build a great executive team that really is, is uh, in alignment with that idea, but that we all have to share this burden. I mean, I, I know, you know, I've heard many horror stories at private equity that, you know, it's, it, it is very probing into every single thing you've ever done in, you know, in the entirety of the business and that it can be exhausting. And so if you did try and go it alone, I, I, I can't imagine like coming, coming out of it on the other side. Oh, it's, it can be very challenging. You have to lean on your, your colleagues for support and, and hire the right people to give you guidance. Listen, I don't care who you are, if you're the CEO or a brand new entry-level, you know, research uh, coordinator, you're always going to have blind spots around you, no matter where you sit in an organization. And you need to, you know, lean on those around you to help illuminate those blind spots so that you can be more effective in what you're trying to accomplish. And, and I think that's something that we, we really value in CIVC. They can present things to us. We're like, wow, we didn't think about it from that angle. I can tell this isn't your first rodeo. I mean, they are one of the longest running private equity firms in the country. They've been around for, for decades. So they've done this, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, historically many, many times and have a lot of experience, not just in the digital sector, but in, in a lot of different service related businesses. And so it's been, it's been really eye-opening and, and, and really fun and exciting. So we're, we're all really excited about it. And, and we've committed to our, our, our wider global team that we're going to be doing more global updates than ever before. It's, it's amazing to me, Priscilla, sometimes just the months can get away from you. 
you know what I'm saying there? And then you're like, wow, we haven't done a global update in a while. In a while. And so we've committed to the team. We're going to do one every other month, the entire company. We're going to get together on a, on a Zoom call and give them updates and, and really help them understand how are what, they, what they're doing day in and day out. How is that impacting the bigger picture? How are their contributions adding value to the business? I think that's so important. But again, oh my I think a lot of leaders miss that because they're like, oh, I just don't have time to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And oh, are they already know that we're all working towards this goal. Like you cannot make those dangerous assumptions. You have to communicate often and, and often, you know, uh, frequently and, and, and remind people and Mm -hmm. re-explain it in a different way and, and make sure that there's understanding and that people really get it because I think a lot of us just make dangerous assumptions. Well, I would totally agree with that. And that's one thing that I learned this last year. I was in the consortium with uh, Kristen Luck and Jamin Brazil. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I paid for that kind of strategy, like help me figure out how to really take my company to the next level. And I thought I was doing a pretty good job communicating to my team, uh, you know, where we were in the goals. <laughs> okay. Then I went to the consortium and then I realized maybe I wasn't. Yeah. And it was so interesting because obviously you have to have some humility to go, okay, well, maybe that wasn't so great. And just really having someone help you understand how to get that, you know, like you said, on the regulars. And it does become a thing where then they expect it. I mean, I I would do it a lot, but it wasn't in this very predictable Right. And teams need to be able to predict when they're going to get updated on things and in Mm -hmm. order to really, you know, maintain that buy-in. So yeah, that's a, that's a hard lesson. I think I learned, you know, this year, and I appreciate you saying that, that it's like, okay, I'm at 20 people, but this is still very true at 160 people and probably doubly hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get done at 160 people. I mean, um, that's pretty crazy, but let me shift gears just a little bit because Innovate MR and really you more personally, um, your name is synonymous as a thought leader with the idea of really combating online survey fraud. So I guess my, my question is, you know, with the advent of private equity, like what would we expect to hear from you and the Innovate MR team on this topic that really is very important to you? I, I see you take a lot of volunteer time, uh, you know, aside to really talk to the industry and push, um, you know, uh, push this, this conversation into a much better place. So what can we expect? It, w- will anything shift, you know, after this private equity, or do you feel like you'll, you know, you have, you'll have more time or more resources or or, or what are we going to hear from you? Sure. That's a great question, Priscilla. So, I mean, I think the first thing I'll say, and I've said it before, is I'm never going to solve cyber fraud. Um, And there is no silver bullet, in in my opinion. And I literally was just chatting with, with our partners over at Clean ID yesterday on this topic. And, and they agree, you know, um, but I think we can't take our foot off the pedal. We have to constantly try to find new solutions, new methodologies, new technologies. And so, we are looking at a series of different um, tools that we're planning to invest some of our, our money into uh, this year to really help bolster and, and continue to fight the good fight. In fact, I'm actually speaking at the MRS Impact Show next month um, on this topic. Um, so there's a 20-minute segment that I'll be doing uh, at the show 
it's virtual, so uh, you can tune in online to to see it. And then um, I'm I'm looking to partner with with Rich over at Clean ID. Um, we're going to be doing some some research together. We got some really exciting things that we're working on um, that we're hoping to pitch to some of the the conferences in the fall. Okay, well Hopefully you heard we that picked here. Up. You heard that first on Ponderings from the Verge. I just yeah. wanted you to hear. <laughs> well, do you remember a few years back, um, Mark Menig and I did a demo of the dark web at SampleCon, and our whole goal was we really wanted to come in there and, and disturb us. people. No, no, I said <laughs> maybe a little bit, uh, but maybe it was a bit of a drop the mic moment, but we wanted it to be a really memorable, unique and different presentation. And I think we achieved that goal. So um, I've been chatting with our, our friends over at Clean ID, and, and I want to do something like that this year that's different and unique. Um, so I won't tell you more on what we're planning, but I can, t- I can tell you, I think it's going to be uh, exciting to, to watch and will be very kind of thought provoking for, for those that, that are able to, to, to tune in for it. Yeah. Well, you and I do have uh, also another problem in common, and that is that we can't be at two places at one time. So we've got QRCA right on top of uh, SampleCon, right on top of Wire Exec retreat. Yeah. So we're going to have to myself. figure out. I, <laughs> I guess you should make some bots of me and send them out to the different oh locations. <laughs> you are the perfect fembot. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this will work. Let, let me get to work on this plan. Lisa. Hello. I am Lisa. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's going to be, I'll have tests. I'll have questions. So I'll yeah. know if it's the real Lisa or not. <laughs> you have what I refer to as some interesting dirt on me. <laughs> so I'll know if it's you, Lisa, don't think I won't. Um, well, this is so excited. I know there's a lot of private equity money being thrown around right now. Um, it's just the nature of the economy that we're in, yeah. um, you know, and then we're seeing it coming into the industry quite a bit. But, you know, kind of give me just one last, you know, pick or pan about it, like big thumbs up about what private equity money can mean in the in, insights industry and, and maybe even a thumbs down. Do you see like some cautionary tale or? Oh, God, I'm so excited by all of the funding news and acquisition activity that's been happening in our space. I mean, several years ago, market research was considered not a very sexy discipline, you know, like we kind of re renamed ourselves to insights and then foresights. But back in the day when I first started, you know, online was really a new kind of emerging technology and, and methodology for the insight space. And, and I think we've really catapulted forward and there's been so much cool technology that's been injected into the industry and, you know, it's, it's cool and, and sexy to, to be in insights nowadays. And I think the pandemic further accelerated and amplified that, that, oh, by the way, yeah, you need to measure what consumers are feeling and thinking and doing because they're very unpredictable at this stage of the game. Everything they had been doing prior to the pandemic had changed dramatically. And so it really, I think, helped to illuminate the need for, for measuring and understanding consumer behavior. Um, so it's it's exciting to see how much investment is coming into to our industry. I'm I'm really thrilled by it, and I'm excited to see what kind of further investment we can be making. There's lots of companies out there that may be a really great fit for Innovate, as we look to potentially acquire businesses to to help build and and grow our business. So I'm really excited to explore that journey with our partners over at CIVC. and I I think it's it's just a great indication that our industry is not impervious to the pandemic, 
um, or big global movements. But compare, compared to other industries, I think we've done a really, really great job of weathering the storm. And you know, if Q4's acquisition and funding activity and news around it are any indication of what the future looks like, I think it's a really promising future for, for all of us. And, you know, you're very serious about that and I totally concur, but I also think that you, me and Kristen Luck at a conference at the bar holding martinis probably do a lot to help make this, uh, this whole industry much cooler. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I think so. There's a lot of cool people in this industry. Oh my gosh. Um, We all have this, this affinity and love for data. I mean, what's cooler than data? I'm sound like such a nerd, (laughs) but I love data and I just it's funny when I was going to school, I, I was convinced I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be like the next Connie Chung on the, on the six o'clock news that, that she was my idol, her and Diane Sawyer. Uh, and growing up, I just thought, Oh, what a cool job to be a journalist, uh, you know, traveling the world and interviewing all these interesting people. And then, you know, graduated from college with, you know, I, I did like the, t- the local TV station uh, during college. I think I had one or two viewers every week. My co-anchor <laughs> was, said, wait, wait, was one of the viewers Joyce? Cause we haven't talked about <laughs> Joyce yet. <laughs> yes. My mom, my mom definitely was one of the two viewers for sure. Um, she's my biggest fan. So hi, well, mom. Apparently she's my biggest fan because oh, my mom doesn't listen you. to, she, my mom doesn't listen to this podcast, but Joyce does. She <laughs> loves you. In fact, I was in Boston recently and Alan was in Boston. My husband was in Boston. And so my mom was at home watching my kids. She's been so great and fantastic supporting me through these years. And she calls me and she's like, honey, there is a giant bottle of, of champagne that arrived. And I was like, open it, open it. Who is it from? And sure enough, it was from my bestie, Priscilla, congratulating me on the news. I was I'm like, sorry. don't drink the champagne, Joyce. Leave it. <laughs> Joyce, there will be a day when the three of us will drink together. It's not today. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, I had to hurry it up. I mean, the news dropped and, you yeah. know, I had to get, I had to get on the horn and so get the champagne thoughtful. going. <laughs> That's a big bottle. I haven't opened it yet. I'm trying to figure out when I'll have enough people at the house to help me. Consume it. <laughs> well, I hope to be one of them, but you cannot let these things go by because they're so huge. They're just like, it can be easy to think that, you know, this happens every day in business, but it doesn't, you worked really hard for this and you deserve it. I hope that, you know, I hope that this is really such a wild ride this year, but I mean that in the best way. I mean, we know that our jobs can be stressful, but there are also just a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of joy that you and I have along the way. And so here's to, here's, we'll raise a glass to a lot of joy along this journey in this next year, but yes, here's to joy. Congratulations, Lisa. Definitely connect with um, Lisa on uh, LinkedIn. It's Lisa Wilding Brown, W-I-L-D-I-N-G hyphen Brown, B-R-O-W-N. Connect with her there, but go out and see what's going on uh, with the Vision Suite and with other products that they have over at Innovate MR. And uh, we'll see you at some of these uh, shows now that we're going to be in person. So exciting. I know. I can't wait to see you again, Priscilla. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Okay. Love you muy, muy mucho. And from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.